The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. What would you say if I told you that literally multiple billions of people on earth are caught up in an insidious lie that has been carefully crafted and maintained for millennia, including some watching this very program at this very moment? A lie which keeps them enslaved to the teachings of Satan the devil unwillingly and unknowingly. As shocking as it may seem, God's perfect word says that this is indeed the case as millions upon millions of professing Christians follow the teachings and practices of the devil, all the while thinking that they're worshiping God and Jesus Christ. If you have the courage to face the lie and the willingness to fight for the truth, then stay tuned as we expose the devil's deception. Warm greetings to you all, and welcome to Tomorrow's World. I'm glad you're here. In setting the stage for today's topic, let's briefly consider what the Bible says prophetically about the days just ahead of us. Jesus Christ warns us that we are in for dangerous times ahead, times of increasing natural calamities, disasters, and earthquakes in various places, as well as an increase in global worldwide epidemics. He said the future would hold a dramatic increase in the scale of human warfare in times of scarcity and economic uncertainty. But he also predicted massive worldwide religious deception. In Matthew 24, Jesus Christ spoke of false prophets and preachers teaching false doctrines, but who would come in his name, the name of Christ. In Revelation 6, the first of the infamous four horsemen of the apocalypse pictures a false worldwide religion that appears on the outside to be Christian. And in Revelation 13, John describes a beast who looks like a lamb, but who speaks like a dragon, indicating the great false prophet to come, the final antichrist who will appear to be Christian. Look as though he's of Christ, the lamb of God, but who will teach doctrines corrupted by the dragon or the devil. The Bible indicates that this end-time counterfeit of the Christian religion will be used to deceive the entire world, the vast majority of mankind then living. Now, we've covered these prophetic facts many times here on the Tomorrow's World program. However, the religious deception to come, which will falsely use the name of Christ, isn't the shocking satanic deception we're going to expose on today's program. Rather, we're going to demonstrate that this religious deception is already in place today and represents the vast majority of what mankind now calls Christianity. The shocking truth is that virtually all of modern Christianity is in fact a false and misleading counterfeit of the true religion founded by Jesus Christ and his apostles. Now, that's a big claim. 
Big claims should never be accepted lightly. And claiming that modern Christianity has been deceptively corrupted by Satan the devil and that the vast majority of Christians on earth today have been deceived by the evil is as big a claim as they come. Claims like that need to be proven. We here on this program do not want you to take our word for it. On today's program, we'll expose this deception for what it is and we'll demonstrate to you how you can prove this for yourself. We want you to check up on our claims, put what we say today to the test and look at the facts for yourself. Later on today's program, to help you check up on us, we'll offer you one of our most exciting and requested booklets, Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. This free educational booklet goes into thorough documented detail about how this deception came to be and how you can transform your life by ridding yourself of the devil's deceit. To make sure you don't miss your copy, please take note of the contact information that you'll see on your screen. Like all of our material, no price, donation, or commitment of any kind will be requested. As always, it truly is completely free. But for now, let's ask ourselves, how would it be possible? I mean, if everything we now know of today as Christianity is rooted in deception, if modern Christianity is thoroughly corrupted through and through, then that deceit would have had to enter into the church very early, almost from the very start. And that, my friends, is exactly what we see in the Bible. God's word records the life and times of Jesus' first disciples and apostles, the very beginning of the church. And when we read it, we discover that a fierce battle for the teachings, practices, the very heart and soul of the church was being waged from the very beginning. The words are right in front of us. Consider Paul's letter to the troubled church in Corinth in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 3. But I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. These different teachings and customs sounded very much like the true gospel. And the one being preached about was called Jesus and sounded very much like the true Jesus Christ. But Paul is clear and calls it another Jesus. It was a counterfeit Jesus that was being preached and a counterfeit gospel. While it was deceptively similar, it was not the truth. Even in the second to last book of the Bible, we see this struggle against the fast-growing corruption of the truth. Look with me at the third and fourth verses in the book of Jude, written by one of the brothers of Jesus Christ himself. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into licentiousness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. 
who ultimately was the source of this counterfeit Christianity that was corrupting the young church at its very founding. And how did this happen? The answer to both of those questions is given to us back in 2 Corinthians 11, which we read earlier. There, Paul says to the Corinthians in verse 13, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ, and no wonder. For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. The Bible makes it clear that it was Satan, the devil, who infiltrated the church in the first century, convincingly presenting himself as an angel of light and his teachings as righteousness. Earlier, the very same book of the Bible calls Satan the God of this age or the God of this world. In Ephesians 2 and verse 2, he's called the prince of the power of the air. Jesus Christ calls him the father of lies, the enemy and the ruler of this world. The result of his influence was a separate competing version of Christianity. The truth versus a counterfeit gospel, a counterfeit faith, and even a counterfeit Christ. We see this conflict in the young church in so many places in scripture. You know, while we speak of a final antichrist to come in our day, the apostle John warned Christians in the first century that there are already many antichrists afflicting the church. The apostle Paul as well warned those in Thessalonica that a mystery of lawlessness was already powerfully at work contaminating the church just a few years after Christ's crucifixion. With corruption from the purity of Christ having been at work so powerfully and for so long, that being present at the very beginning of the church and then pictured in the Bible as having sway over the entire world in the end times, you and I have to ask ourselves a difficult question, a question that most will not have the courage to ask. Which do we see on display everywhere in modern traditional Christianity today? Is it the real or is it the counterfeit? How can we know for ourselves which Christianity dominates the scene today in the world's denominations and Sunday services across the globe? The Christianity of Peter and Paul founded on the true teachings of Jesus Christ or the counterfeit Christianity, the clever and subtle deception crafted by Satan the devil. How can we tell the difference? In the next part of our program, we're going to show you how you can do just that. But first, let me take a moment to offer you an amazing free booklet, Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. This booklet will document and make clear the biblical answer to the questions, why are there so many similarities between Christianity and pagan religions and myths? Who is really behind the changes to Christ's teachings? What is prophesied to happen to modern Christianity? And perhaps most importantly, what can I do about any of this? This remarkable free booklet lays out for you the proof in the pages of your very own Bible and in the respected records of history concerning the vast counterfeit Christianity that the devil has given to mankind to hide the truth from them. To begin discovering the actual Christianity of Jesus, request your free copy today.
With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of our program, we saw that even at the very beginning of Christianity, within the lives of the first apostles and disciples, Satan the devil was already spreading a counterfeit faith in the church. With subtle changes and the incorporation of religious elements from outside of Christianity, the devil corrupted the faith with a different gospel and substituted a different Jesus Christ. All of this within the lifetime of one generation, the very beginning of Christianity. But which version of Christianity do we see dominating around us? Do we see around us the true Christianity of Jesus Christ? Or do we see the triumphant counterfeit of Satan the devil? How can we know? How can we tell of the faith we follow is the truth or a counterfeit? Well, in our effort to identify a counterfeit faith, we can take our cue from the Treasury Department and its fight against counterfeit money. Consider an American $20 bill. Now, my nine-year-old son gave me some cash before I flew out here to the studio this week. I'm apparently at an age where my children have more cash at their disposal than I do. But how do I know that the $20 bill my son gave me is a real $20 bill and not a counterfeit? I mean, I've never seen a printing press in his room, but he is pretty clever. How do professionals and government officials distinguish between counterfeit bills and true bills? Well, one of the chief and most fundamental ways to recognize a counterfeit is to be completely and intimately familiar with the real thing. When you know how a real $20 bill feels in your fingers, the weight of its paper in your hands, the way the paper responds when you fold it, when you know how it looks close up, the small fibers embedded in its material, the way the ink bleeds into the paper just a little bit, the intricate, hard-to-duplicate details in the picture, even, even the way it smells, the more deeply and intimately familiar you are with a true $20 bill, then the more capable you are of recognizing when you've been handed a counterfeit. Even the subtle differences that others wouldn't notice stand out to you like night stands out from day when you become thoroughly familiar with the true standard. The solution is no different in spotting a counterfeit faith, a counterfeit Christ or a counterfeit Christianity. It is to become so familiar with the true standard that the counterfeit cannot help but stand out for its differences no matter how subtle. Now, what is that standard? God's holy word. Look at the example of the Bereans in Acts chapter 17 and verse 10. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. 
If you're one of our many frequent viewers here on Tomorrow's World, then you are familiar with the fact that we stress on this program. We do not want you to take our word for these things. Don't believe me. Believe your Bible. Very frankly, my friends, too many people simply believe the guy behind the pulpit without checking up on him. Or for that matter, they simply take the word of the guy they see on TV. I am telling you to check up on me. Read the things that we're saying in your own Bible. Check up on us, but check up on the other guys too. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 tells us to prove all things and to hold fast that which is true. Let's take a look at some aspects of traditional Christianity and then give them the $20 bill test. Let's compare them to the word of God and see how they measure up. For instance, let's consider the reward of the saved. Many churches teach that when you die, you go to heaven. For some, that means floating around the clouds with a harp in your hand. For others, it is some idealized version of life on earth today. Some have even described heaven as some sort of beatific vision where you simply gaze at the face of God in joy for all eternity. But what does the Bible say about the reward of the saved? Well, in the passage of scripture known as the Beatitudes, Jesus teaches us something important. Look here in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The inheritance of the saints is consistently described in God's word as being right here on this earth. But what does the Bible tell us about what we'll be doing on the earth? Well, look at what Jesus Christ says in Revelation chapter 2, starting in verse 26. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels, as I also received from my father. Later in the book of Revelation, it says explicitly in chapter 5 and verse 10, that Christ will make us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Later still, in chapter 20, in verse 6, we're told that the saints will reign with Christ for a thousand years. Is this just some sort of symbolic language or metaphor that we can just rationalize or ignore? The apostle Paul didn't think so. Look at what he says to those in Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? Is that what you hear being preached today in most churches that profess Christianity? The pure word of God gives us a rock solid standard that allows us to identify and expose the counterfeit of Satan, the devil. Let's look at another aspect of modern Christianity is traditional celebrations. Many people agree with the song that Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. Exchanging gifts, decorating their Christmas trees, lighting their Yule logs. 
traditions that have been enjoyed for generations and celebrated in the name of Christ. Or Easter with its popular bunny, Easter eggs, and hot cross buns. Again, traditions that have been a part of professing Christianity for centuries. Yet, any encyclopedia worth reading will clearly explain that the origins of each of these traditions and practices lie in pagan worship customs that predate Christianity by centuries, even millennia. History is remarkably unified about the fact that these long-practiced traditions and holidays came to Christianity from paganism. The record is clear, and if you've never done so before, I encourage you to look these things up for yourself. But the real question is, how does God feel about the use of pagan practices to worship Him and His Son? Again, the litmus test is God's Word. In the Old Testament, God made his feelings on the matter very clear. At the end of Deuteronomy 12, he clearly commands that the practices of pagans are not to be used in worship, even if the worship is directed toward God himself. But what is the teaching of Jesus Christ on the matter of tradition versus commandment? It's his teaching that we should expect to be the teaching of the true church that he founded. And on this matter, Jesus Christ is clear. In Mark chapter 7 and verse 9, he says to the Pharisees, All too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. Christ condemned the practice of ignoring the commandments of Almighty God in order to keep traditions that break those commandments. And that includes the command not to worship God using practices that originate in paganism. My friends, all of this barely scratches the surface. But before we go any further, let me give you one more chance to request our free booklet, Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. This thoroughly documented booklet exposes the work of the devil and the practices and traditions of modern Christianity in so much more detail than we have time for today. We don't want you to take our word for it. This booklet will help you prove these things true or false for yourself out of your own Bible. It is one of the most eye-opening booklets and it really does cost nothing. Yet the things you read and learn will be priceless. Call, write, or click and request your copy today. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. We began our program today with the declaration that we were going to expose the devil's deception in modern Christianity. 
And we demonstrated that anyone can do this if they're willing to simply look with courage and a willing heart into the pages of their own Bibles, into the actual simple teachings of Jesus Christ and of his apostles as recorded in the pages of God's word. The secret to exposing the devil's deception is simply comparing what we see in Christianity today to the teachings and practices we find in a book that most everyone watching already has in their home. All Christians have a responsibility to do as the Apostle Paul commands in 1 Thessalonians 5.21, where he says, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. As researcher George Barna and co-author Frank Viola write on page five of their book, Pagan Christianity, if the truth be told, we Christians never seem to ask why we do what we do. Instead, we blithely carry out our religious traditions without asking where they came from. Most Christians who claim to uphold the integrity of God's word have never sought to see if what they do every Sunday has any scriptural backing. How do we know this? Because if they did, it would lead them to some very disturbing conclusions that would compel them by conscience to forever abandon what they are doing. Thousands of individuals, more and more every year, are opening their eyes up to the devil's deception and are opening their Bibles up to see things they had never seen before. Every month, every week, more and more Christians and non-Christians alike are seeing through the illusions and distractions inspired by the devil and pawned off on a sincere but unsuspecting people to find that their Bible describes a Christianity unlike anything they'd imagined before. And they are embracing what they find and transforming their lives. If you're really interested in the truth about the origins of much of the Christianity that we see around us, which many, including the devil, have worked so hard to prevent you from seeing, and if you're ready to discover the real Christianity that the Son of God brought to this earth 2,000 years ago, then the booklet we're sending out this week, Satan's Counterfeit Christianity, is for you. It will show you in your own Bible truths that many do not want you to know. And as the Lord himself said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Don't forget to request this amazing free booklet today, either by phone or mail or on our website, where we have many additional free resources for you. If you're on the internet, you can check us out at Twitter and Facebook as well. And of course, you can find us right here next week at this time, where Roderick Meredith, Richard Ames, Rod King, and I will continue to bring you the good news of tomorrow's world today. See you right here next week.
To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.